everyone. I'm Arlene Dickinson. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. I have been a longtime partner of TELUS because I value the support they provide to both local businesses and entrepreneurs. Recently, TELUS launched Stand With Owners. It's an initiative that's targeted to support Canadian small businesses during COVID-19 because now more than ever, we could all use a bit of help. And that's why TELUS and I have partnered to provide all of my listeners with an exclusive limited time offer. Right now, if you bring your business to TELUS, you can receive 20% off a mobility plan for business and you also get the first three months free. That's right, free. Visit telus.com slash reinvention to redeem this offer. Hi, everyone. Today, I thought I would do a little bit of a different podcast. I've been thinking a lot about what's going on in the world. And obviously, we all are going through a lot of changes. And there's just a lot of stress everywhere. And I was thinking how much I had heard over and over again, how, you know, the world is not ever going to be the same, but we're never going to be happy again, basically, that things are never going to be, you know, quote, normal. And we're, we're, it's just this doomy outlook. And You know, I I had to say, and I I tweeted about this, that I don't agree that we won't ever be happy again, or that we are going to grieve for the past forever. I mean, I, it's not some lost love that is gone forever and we won't ever find a new love ever again. Yes, the past has changed and yes, what we did know is gone, but there is hope for the future and we will love the world again and we will find a way to move forward. I believe that. I believe we're going to move on. I believe we will change for the better. I believe we'll grow, but I believe that that is going to be tough to do. I certainly don't want to sound like some sort of, you know, the world is not ever going to be bad and the world is not ever going to, you know, I don't know. I just don't want to sound like, you know, everything is going to be great, even when we don't know if it is going to be, but I don't also want to sound like everything's going to be doom and gloom. And so that got me thinking about, you know, about reinvention and about what this podcast is all about and why I think that, uh, pandemic is actually a good time for a reinvention. And I know you guys that that sounds crazy. Um, but I listen, I'm not trying to say that you have to change everything. You don't have to wholesale change everything, but by setting and achieving some new goals and feeling more productive, you can feel better. You can be more fulfilled. You can be happier. And I think that's the step towards changing everything for everybody. When we all incrementally move forward in spite of all the challenges that we have in the world today. I mean, listen, I get it. I I read the paper too. I know that every day there are scary stories about, you know, the economic fallout from COVID-19, the millions of people that have lost their job and people are going hungry. There's, there's just so much unhappiness. People are dying. Huge companies have gone out of business and you know, there's the deficit. There's just, it feels like a lot of negativity that's out there. And it does feel like everywhere we turn, there's bad news and the economic prospects are looking bleaker and bleaker. So having said all that, how on earth do I think you can reinvent your life in the midst of all that? How do you try to change your own future when no one knows what tomorrow is going to look like? Honestly, right now, there's a lot of people are just trying to hold on to some semblance of normality. I know that that's what I went through. And I know that there's still moments when I have that very thought, which is what is the new normal? What is going to happen? What is this going to be about? And for the most part, when you're thinking that way, you're not thinking about reinventing, 
but about trying to hang on to what you already have, because that's our human nature. We want to get back to what we had before the pandemic hit. We want to go back to what we're familiar with. But here is the thing. Life as we knew it then is over. And even if a vaccine is rolled out tomorrow, the world is never going to go back to where it was in February of 2020. The world has changed in a very fundamental way. The governor of New York said, COVID is the symptom, not the illness. And I have to say that I really agree with that. I mean, COVID has exposed so many pre-existing conditions in society, conditions like inequality, especially racial inequality. I mean, we all knew it was there, but people weren't taking to the streets to protest about it then, and they are now. And frankly, most white people weren't actively trying to figure out how to be a part of the solution instead of just turning a blind eye to the reality. COVID has also put a searching spotlight on poverty, and it's exposed some really fundamental contradictions. Haven't we all found out the hard way that the people stocking the shelves in the grocery store and the people who are cleaning the floors in nursing homes the people who are delivering our groceries, the people who are making sure that we can function on a day-to-day -day basis, these people, they are the essential workers. They are the ones that we have all turned to when we needed help the most. But the sad reality is, is that many of them can barely make ends meet. And what does that mean? You know, if you think about that, what does that mean for us as a, as a society if the people that we know are essential to our well-being and to our ability to survive, if those very people are paid as though they're worth less than everybody else, this is not right. When COVID goes away, those types of questions and issues will still be with us. No vaccine is going to wipe that out. And that that is a good thing. There are questions that we should be wrestling with as a society and answering them is going to help us reinvent our country in ways that is going to make us stronger and better and fairer. Reinvention, it always starts with tough questions, ones that force us to confront very inconvenient truths. Frankly, that's true when a reinvention is personal as well as when it's happening on a global scale. The questions are, when it's personal, how did I get here? Is this even where I want to be? And is this who I want to be? And those are the questions that have been going through my mind as I have grappled with what's happening all around us. Those of us who aren't essential workers had the luxury, and I mean the luxury, of staying home during lockdown. We were given the chance and a lot of time to think about those very fundamental questions. We didn't have external distractions. Our errands fell away, and we had a chance to step back, reflect, and reassess who we are. That first few months of lockdown was painful. I was totally isolated in my place in Calgary, 
And it was so still and quiet that my imagination at the very beginning of the lockdown was running wild. I didn't know how on earth we were going to get through this and whether, you know, am I going to die if I go to the grocery store and get some food to eat because I'm going to be exposed to COVID. Every time I had a cough, every time I had a sniffle, I was running to the computer to Google COVID symptoms. It was like my life was on hold. And at first, my main feeling was anxiety. And anxiety is something I've spoken about many times. My anxiety surfaces when I least expect it, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day. But, you know, we get through these things the best way we can. And right after the lockdown happened, just at the beginning of it, I had been just up until that point really crazy busy because I was supposed to go on holidays and I had been working, you know, as we all do right before we go away. I'd been working incredibly hard to make sure that I could take the time off. So I was getting all these loose ends tied up so that I could figure out how I could take a little bit of time off. And I remember thinking during that time when I was running around and frantic that, man, did I wish I could just have a couple days off to lie around at home in my PJs and to do nothing except binge watch Netflix and sleep till noon. Honestly, in early March, that was my idea of heaven. And I've got to tell you what you probably already know, that watching TV and sleeping in isn't heaven. It can, in fact, be hell. Within a couple days, I was literally going stir crazy. I was desperate to feel productive and to wake up feeling like I had something to achieve that day and a way to achieve it. But I'm here to tell you that I think that's the silver lining of lockdown. I was forced to really think about my life. And if you think about it, I bet you were forced to think about your life as well and what you wanted out of it and what work you still had to do to make your life happier. Who am I? How did I get here? Is this where I want to be? And isn't that how all reinvention begins? By taking stock of where we are right now and then measuring that against our own hopes and our dreams for ourselves? I'm a marketer and I have quite a bit of experience doing that for other people. When someone comes to us looking to build a new brand or to resuscitate an old one, we have a series of exercises to help them figure out what their purpose is. What is it they want to stand for? What do they want to represent? And so you can imagine that there's sometimes a really big gap between what people want their brand to be like and what it actually is in consumers' minds. And our job is to help these businesses reinvent themselves so they can close that gap and become all that they want to be. I think the same is true right now. The reason it may not feel that way is that we as humans have a status quo bias, and that's what psychologists call it. It just means that we want to keep things the way they are. It's human nature. We take where we are today as the baseline, and our instinctive response to any move away from that baseline is seen as, oh my God, I'm losing something. We fight against the idea of changing. Or we run away from it because we're scared to death of it. Change feels incredibly risky because we're just not sure we're going to be able to pull it off and we don't know where it's going to leave us. 
It makes sense then that when we see all the changes this pandemic has created, we focus on the risk, not the opportunity. Even if you had already decided before COVID to try to chart a new path for yourself, it might just feel too risky now because the future is uncertain. And yet the large societal questions that are being raised by the pandemic, questions about inequality, about poverty, about how we reinvent capitalism so that it works to lift more people up rather than flatten them, it's so obvious that these questions are also about opportunity. It's so obvious that change isn't what we should fear. Staying the same is what we should fear. And as individuals, too, that is what we must fear. For most people, the option of standing still doesn't even exist anymore. We need to change whether we want to or not. Now, you know, maybe it's because I'm older and I've had time to think about this and, you know, I have the context of time to place it in. But I know one thing, we only have one life. And it's something I've been giving a lot of thought to about the legacy that I want to leave. And I encourage you to think about the legacy that you want to leave. Your reinvention doesn't have to be big, you guys. It doesn't have to be this ginormous thing. It might start small. It might be something like, hey, just try to be kinder today. Or maybe you want to take an online course and something you've always been interested in. A lot of people are already doing just that. I mean, we've read about them. They, they're using their time at home to become bakers or they're taking up knitting or they're volunteering at the food bank. These are small changes, but these small changes often pave the path to large ones, ones that can be truly life-changing. Let's go back and talk about lockdown again for a minute. I mean, after binging on Netflix, because heaven knows I did a lot of that, and heaven knows I Googled every symptom you can possibly Google, I was really fed up with myself. I mean, I was so bored of my own company, and I was tired of my own four walls, and I was also exhausted about feeling anxious pretty much all the time. And lucky for me, you guys, and I know I'm lucky that this happened in my life at this time, but I have a friend who is a fitness fanatic. Now, this friend lives in New York and, you know, she has always been very, very active and she's very close to me. And we, we talk to each other all the time via text and emails. But, you know, in March, she sent me a note. Um, she lives in New York and she told me that she had covid she was, New York was the epicenter of the epidemic in the U.S. And when she told me, I was like, oh my God, this, this is it. I mean, I, I can't have this friend die. I was just beside myself. I didn't know what to do. And my imagination was working overtime. But very luckily, she didn't die. She had a mild case. And thank God that she was able to get past it. And the minute that she got out of bed, she was on the phone scolding me for not exercising. Now, when you have friends like that, you can curse them or you can be grateful for them. I chose to do a little bit of both, to be honest with you. But I didn't think she should even be exercising, given that she'd just been sick. But she was so absolutely determined. She had organized this virtual fitness thing, this all online um, workout that she wanted to do. And she basically hounded me 
into joining. So, so, you know, like every day it was, Arlene, you got to get up. Arlene, you got to do this. I mean, and every night I'd get a text saying, tomorrow we're working out at 9 a.m. You better be there. Now, I was on Calgary time, so her 9 a.m. was my 7 a.m. But you know what? I did it. I got up early and I did these online workouts and it gave shape to my days. It got me out of bed early. It got me going for the day. Um, I started to feel better physically and mentally, and I started to sleep better. And the great thing about this was that I was able to encourage my daughters to join, who encouraged their friends to join. And we had soon enough a group of a dozen of us who were working out online together and sharing with each other remotely this notion of community, this notion of collective good. Now, I've lost a lot of weight since I started doing that, which was a great side effect um, because I knew that having that extra weight wasn't healthy for me. I can honestly tell you also that I love exercise now and I was not someone who ever truly enjoyed it before lockdown. I did it, but I never loved it. Now I love the way it makes me feel both physically and mentally. And it's given me the energy to make other changes in my life. It was the beginning of a set of larger changes for me that I'll talk about some other time. But for now, I want to close with one thought. This pandemic is not an excuse not to change. It is an urgent reminder that we have unfinished work to do and potential that we can still realize. That is so clear on a broader societal level, but it should also be clear in our personal lives too. The truth is, you'll always have a reason not to strive to make your life better. Those are just the table stakes of life, and they're always there, pandemic or not. But one thing that this pandemic has made clear is that we do not have endless time to try to create the kinds of lives and jobs and society that we dream of. And now, more than ever, we're hungry to live life to the fullest. That means we have to be willing to meet this moment with courage, the courage to embrace the possibility of changing for the better. And it is possible. In fact, I believe there's no time like the present. If you're interested in the nuts and bolts of how to get started and you need more of a process to do it, you can always check out my book, which is called, and I know this is no big surprise, it's called Reinvention. But however you go about it, whether you read the book or not, don't miss this moment. Seize it. Take advantage of it. Make the most of it. I'm not going to pretend with you that it's going to be easy. But I can absolutely guarantee you it will be worth it. Because you are worth it. We all are. Stay safe. Stay human. Thanks for listening. This podcast is made possible by the great folks at Venture Communications. Thanks to our engineers, writers, producers, and all the folks who work really hard to bring you these great stories of reinventions each and every week.